Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Man and Candace podcast, everybody. And today, we're talking about children of 9-11, a.k.a. us. If you were born in, like, 1990 to, well, 97, no, 87, like, 86 to 2000, you're a child of 9-11. We were, like, one years old to about fourteen. I, I mean, nineteen eighty to two thousand. Okay, those twenty years. Those are children of nine eleven. Children of the corn. Children of the wrath. Children of the lies. Weapons of mass destruction, never to be found. You know what happened? We have no more privacy. All of our monetary transactions are being monitored. For what? You see, a lot of things were passed under the guise of preventing domestic terrorism back in 9-11 with the National Security Act. And now we have no privacy. Now you have guys like Edward Snowden. Like, I never understood what the whole Edward Snowden thing was about, but we're going to talk about it because now we're grown. Now we know what words mean. Like national policy or foreign affairs. We know what those terms mean now. We're voting. We're pissed off about our gas prices. Now let's take a look back and reflect. And then maybe you'll see why I wasn't, why I was not so on board with Ukraine. Because I've seen this shit before. Obviously, I was eight years old when 9-11, no, I was six years old when 9-11 happened. I was in the third grade. I was in Miss French's class. We were reading... All of a sudden, all the TVs come on and it's it's the news of the towers and it's the smoke and it's Bush. Something very eerie about Bush being in the classroom while it happened. Because the rest of America was in class and like everyone, it was a normal day. It was a normal ass day. I went, to, I woke up, brushed my teeth. Walk to school because I lived close enough to walk. Fashion. Looking good and feeling fine. Looking good and feeling fine. Looking good and feeling fine. Slick. Slick. Looking good and feeling fine. Looking good and feeling fine. Looking good and feeling fine. Fashion. Walk into a room like it's a catwalk. Fashion. Singing to the tune just to keep them talking. Fashion. Walk into the light, displaying diamonds and pearls in my fashion. Married to the night. All the world, we all the world. Look at me now, I feel on top of the world. Fashion. Look at me now. I feel on top of the world. Americans were on top of the world until that day. Until that fateful day. Everything crashed. The stock market, our whole economy, everyone lost their homes. It was bad. And before I get deep into talking about the United States children of 9-11, let me... Just have a moment of silence for all the children of Iraq of the U.S. invasion.
there are children and families of the U.S. invasion, innocent Iraqi people who were killed, millions of civilians that were bombed to death, homes destroyed, land destroyed, country destroyed. What we did, you guys, we're not going to be able to unpack for another generation. We're potentially raising a generation of, of an army to come back at us, to come back on our grandchildren, because we created a system in which they have our weapons, they have our training, they have our embassy full of all of our secrets in English and in Arabic. And in 20 years, we're going to have it's going to come back. It's going to come back. You can't destroy a whole generation's country and not feel the wrath. They're going they're going to raise these people potentially not to like us. I mean, what's there to like? What is there to like about us? After the US invasion, what's there to like in Afghanistan about the United States? My heart goes out to the American soldiers that are being tortured to death because of how we left and because we're not going back to get them. I had a friend, I'm not going to say her name, but we're not friends anymore, but she was in Lebanon as a child during the U.S. invasion. And you guys, I don't think you understand... When the U.S. invades, I'm not trying to back our country, I love our country, but when the U.S. invades another country and it's war, there is an art to it. You have to cut off, and if it's a war against the country, and it's war, so it's like the civilians are the innocent casualties. So what they what what the United States started doing was bombing... The power plants. So people couldn't get gas. Imagine every QT it doesn't work. Every gas station doesn't work. Imagine every electrical plant doesn't work. You have no heat. In Arizona, we'll have no cooler. We can't go to work. We can't get groceries. Um, our plumbing isn't working. Can you imagine... And we're only 21 years shy of that. And like the generation that's going to grow up to hate us, they're not like the people who dealt with us and how we just left. Think about all of our allies that we abandoned. Do you think none of them turned bitter? Like, oh, they came in here and they used us up and they used us for pawns and they used us for their stock market because that's what we did. Every time the conflict got worse, our oil got cheaper. Do you remember when gas prices went up when Obama was president? Remember when got the last time gas prices went up like this, Obama was president. As soon as we started bombing in Syria, gas prices went down to 330 and has stabilized till now. I hate to say it, you guys, but if we have a common enemy like Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, or high gas prices, that's when we all come together and advocate for war. Liberals, conservatives, independents, we were all silent. As a child, as an adult, my mom was silent. My mom, like, Generation X fought this war, and they're fucked up. They're over it. They're, they're just trying to get what's left. They lost their homes. 
had to go through a war, had to go through a pandemic, and now their kids are bipolar and fucking flicking it on OnlyFans. So let me tell you a story about a group of men from the Middle East, different back, different country of origins. They all had the same passport and same state, Arizona State ID. Not state university, but Arizona State ID. And they went to different banks. And they opened accounts at these banks. And these accounts were equipped to receive wired funds from hedge funds. Like hedge funds. I'm not going to name the hedge funds, but we all can Google what a hedge fund is. And different charities and different... um, Nonprofit organizations, which is basically charities and different companies and like sales from real estate were wired into the accounts of these men, these foreigners who then used that money to go to a Scottsdale school of aviation, the Scottsdale school of aviation. They went there. They learned how to fly a plane. They got hired. I think it was U.S. Airways or something like that. U.S. something. They got hired as pilots and Flew a plane into the nine, into the Twin Towers and then allegedly into the Pentagon. The reason why I say allegedly into the Pentagon is because there's no CIA footage or any footage of the plane flying into the Pentagon. Which is odd to me. So Flight 93 and like all that type of stuff. It's It's very... It's very tragic because all of this hit me when I was like 24. So 18 years later, I'm all of a sudden I'm dealing with the emotion. I'm dealing with the anger. I'm dealing with what our country did. It was like my eyes were open. And for 18 years, my our parents, Generation X, collectively signed away their freedoms and signed away our freedoms as millennials. We don't have any privacy. Why do you think that you text your friend, hey, I want to go to Cobra. You go on Instagram, Cobra's the first post you see. Or if 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 you're near Target, all of a sudden, like, your ads are about Target. You get emails about Target. It's like, there's, all of our information is being sold, and it's all under the guise of the National Security Act. Like, that, that act permits our information to be sold it's in the class but not only that it's like our financial information is being exploited through the national security act through regulations such as know your customer that's why you have to give things like your mother's maiden name your social all types of stuff because those guys who signed up for the school of aviation fucked it up for us so when there is a bad apple The United States, whether they created that bad apple or they allowed that apple to rot because they didn't pick that apple when it was ripe. So or they didn't destroy it. So what, what they what the United States did was they saw an opportunity to enact more regulation, more federal regulation. You guys, this is not a conspiracy. This is all fact. This is all why things are the way they are with our transactions, with our privacy with security and federal buildings and at the airport. Getting your body scanned is a violation of due process. 
okay? You guys know those um, speed lights? The ones that take your picture when you're speeding? One, it assumes that it's you driving the vehicle and that violates your right to due process. So they're handing you a ticket without giving you the right to contest to a judge. Maybe you were having a medical emergency. Maybe it wasn't you driving. So, any quick advice, if you have a traffic light speed ticket from a camera, don't pay them. If it come, When it comes in the mail, just ignore it. Because you have to sign an admission of guilt saying that it is you driving. Because they're going to mail it to you because the plate is registered to your address. So there's America before 9-11 and there's America after. America before was thriving. Everyone was achieving the dream. Everyone was achieving the American dream. Everywhere I looked, people were having homes, regular people. Um, people were getting approved for not only homes, but like lines of credit pretty healthily. It wasn't arbitrary. It wasn't like the roaring 20s or the 50s. There was, there was, there was, there was regulation, but it wasn't tight. It wasn't, I don't know about you, but when I go in the bank, I feel like I'm going to a jail. Or when I go to the airport, I feel like I'm going into a federal building for court. America before was all about freedom. It truly was. Now, you, you you don't know what to say. You're scared of what to say. Everything has a footprint. Everything is tied to your IP address. Every, there's a whole data archive. There's an online bot version of you out there that's having products tested on them. Like, your phone is listening to you. It can predict your thoughts. Ah! Couldn't predict that. Take some water. This stuff really kind of bums me out, y'all. This stuff really bums me out because it's like... Why does America always need war to thrive? I haven't been around the block that much to know why. I'm not trying to answer that question, but I'm just proposing the question. Why does America always need war to thrive? Or because this debt that we've been carrying since 2008. How long is China going to finance us? Because it's not going to be a war with with China. It's not going to be a war where we're going to Zhejiang province and, you know, they're coming to Alabama to fight and we have designated war zones. 
it'll be a cold war. What happens when China's like, oh, you didn't pay your bill? Well, we're not going to keep sending you products. Everything, everything in our house comes from there. I, I can see it all crashing down in a day. Overnight, this country could fall. The American in me just wants to say that it was pretty badass how we came around and we said, Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, you got 24 hours to surrender or we're coming. Or he said something. Let's look it up. All right, so let's listen to the audio of the... of Mr. Bush. From CBS News headquarters in New York, here is Dan Rather. It was just over 90 minutes beyond President Bush's deadline for Saddam Hussein to leave Iraq that U.S. warships and planes there were F-117 stealth bombers involved, launched the opening salvo of Operation Iraqi Freedom. The attack came in waves, cruise missiles, followed by the F-117 stealth bombers with so-called bunker-busting bombs. Their target, a bunker believed to be sheltering what are called top leaders of the Iraqi regime. Now, this is what it looked and sounded like in Baghdad. It was this short, and this is what happened. Blew that shit up. We just completely annihilated the country. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, Baghdad, of what it was. Now it's just dirt. And I think we used... This is just my opinion, but like I feel like a lot of military operations as far as like testing weapons, we use we use this opportunity for it. Um Yeah, I I don't after this war, I think we should stop bullying people because, like, the repercussions after were just. It took 21 years, and it's not. No, it took 21 years for it not to be awkward when a Muslim walks in the room. You guys, Islamophobia was real. Islamophobia was very prevalent in this country. People who were. Muslim were attacked violently. They were murdered. They were targets of hate crime. Every day, it was a story about a terrorist in another country with guns in the air saying death to America. Well, the captions were saying death to America in English, but were they really saying that? I don't know. I question everything because like we were not taught what 
Because this is this probably isn't as much, but I need you guys to understand. In 2001, the United States was a Christian nation. A very, very strong, in-your-face, I-hate-gay-people Christian nation. God hates fags, all that. People were very much on the Baptist Church's side, honking at them, cheering them on. There was a reason why they felt loud and proud to stand on the street with signs that says God hates fags. And, you know what I mean? During Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. But you get you need to understand the United States was a very, very Christian nation. Very Christian nation. Very strong. And like the Christians end times teaches that there is like great pestilence, great war, famine, rumors, rumors of war. So a lot of evangelists saw what was happening in Iraq as prophecy. And some people, some Muslims, not all, but some saw that as well in their own Quran prophecy in the end times. The Bible and the Quran both have end times. And the reason why this matters is because war is in the text. War is in both texts. War is a sign that Muhammad or Jesus is coming back to defeat an evil adversary. And to restore peace on the earth. So did evangelist Christians who were the majority of the nation, who were the majority of the house, who were the majority of Congress and the majority of the vote of, you know, the president and stuff like that. Were they outrightly going to say, oh, this is the end times. We believe it. No. Not for fear without being called insane. Or radical, or dare I say, terrorist, terrorist, domestic terrorism, international terrorism. But that's for half the, for part of the nation. It was a war about oil and preventing weapons of mass destruction falling in the hands of dictators. For the other half of people, it was about the end times. And whose God is going to win, Muhammad or Jesus? You ask one person, you ask 10 people, you'll get 10 different answers of what the war was about. Conservatives will tell you it's a holy war. Liberals tell you it's a war about gas and weapons. You ask the children of 9-11, it was about money. If you ask us, we lost our homes. Inflation has risen and our minimum wage hasn't. Our pay hasn't. We're relying on the companies to give us raises when there should be a national, there should be a level. There should be a fine line where the poverty ceiling is. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's arbitrary. What is it? 20,000? 20,000 is a joke. I think the poverty line should be at 75000 This is America. Everything's fucking expensive. I can't go to fucking Red Robin without spending 200 bucks. I got car insurance. My rent is 2000 Homes are a million dollars. Do you want me to get in this economy? Well, give me some fucking money, Monopoly. If 
I didn't have my mom, I'd be pissed. And now I know why people get radicalized because they got no money. Because this country don't give them a fucking break. Crime and poverty are hand in hand. Causation and correlation. Causation does not always mean correlation, though. But there is a fact that when there's high areas of poverty, there's high levels of crime. And where you find high levels of crime, there's high levels of poverty. When someone is down and out, that's when they're robbing people. That's when they're prostituting themselves. That's when they're selling drugs. That's when they're murdering people. That's when they're protecting zones and territories and products and getting organized in gangs and that poverty. Not having enough to survive. There was this, there was so many narratives because the truth was confusing. Because there's a lot of lies. When see when there's a when there's smoke, there's fire, okay? And when there's a bunch of lies, things don't add up. After five years, we didn't uncover any nuclear weapons. Ten years, nothing. And we blew that country apart. Imagine that country. Imagine a country with all of its cities and states and providences and territories. And hospitals and homes and grocery stores and bathrooms and closets. Think of all of those rooms and, and, and all of the places like the monuments, the museums, the roads. This was a this was a this wasn't like a third world country, okay? Like this was a country. This was Iraq. This is where ancient Babylon was. This was a rich nation. This was where biblical times took place, you guys. And we blew it up. We completely blew it up. All the history that we could have uncovered, gone. We'll never know. And for what? For what? The national debt ceiling? It better be worth it. It better be worth it, Joe Biden. It better be worth it because you were, what, 40, 50 when this war started? And your son is a fucking crackhead. I bet you anything, your child, your son has fucking child porn on that laptop. That's why he's trying to go to Great Lakes to hide it. I wonder why. He's a big-ass liar. I wonder why. He's got child porn, allegedly. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> See, nobody wants to give the mic to the children of 9-11 because we will tell the truth. In my opinion, and I'm going to close with this, in my humble opinion, I believe 9-11 was a false flag in order for us to find cheaper means of oil. So we can... Have like a second industrial revolution or something. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Russian crude oil was. Uh, I feel like we would, we didn't want to touch that for a while, and now that the hell Afghanistan Afghanistan exit 
the war ended the way it did, it doesn't surprise me that we're at war with Russia and that we halted oil and that I think this is the one thing we were avoiding to do because now gas prices are crazy. I feel like what Obama, I feel like if Obama didn't bomb Syria, I feel like it was easy to bomb Syria because of ISIS. Is ISIS even real? I mean, now that I look back on it, it's like they had Hollywood-produced beheadings. Were they even real? With like a steak knife. I don't know about you, but I've seen a few beheadings from the cartels, and it's not... The angles aren't like that. And, like, when Osama was sending videos from his cave. I don't know. I just know that we have a big mess now. And that they're trying to pull another war over our heads. And I'm just like, "Uh -uh. uh-uh. Uh-uh. The last one stunk. Still stinks. Still haven't taken out the trash. And you're trying to put more trash in here? Bye. So hop on to the Amanda Candace Podcast Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast and pledge that pledge. Buy your fine art prints at mdmnq.com and we are coming out with coloring books by the end of the week. So good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening. I bid you adieu. Bye-bye. Thank you for all your continued support. We got London on the track, bitch. We want all the smoke. We want all the smoke. We want all the smoke, yeah. We want all the, oh, yeah. We want all the smoke, yeah. We want all the smoke, yeah. We want all the smoke. This money turning me on. This money turning me on, oh, oh, that got alone, but this money got this nigga strong. Fuck up. I'm so gone, got 300 racks in the Bentley truck, yeah, yeah. Living up, can't turn my head, having the private party, it's all about his, it's all about his, it's all about his. Difficult, man. Free on thug. Bye bye.